Welcome to the Barfly Podcast. My name is Jeff Burkhart, columnist for the Marin IJ and author of the book 20 Years Behind Bars, The Spirited Adventures of a Real Bartender. Today, my co-host is Kevin Blum, community manager for the online review site Yelp. Welcome, Kevin. So locally, you know, lately we in, in the restaurant business, you see a lot of these terms bandied around. And uh, one of my uh, pet peeves is the uh, farm to table mm-hmm. and closely followed by uh, grain to glass. Mm-hmm. Now, those are terms that, that sound like they mean something, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that they do. I think they're just very catchy marketing buzzwords, you know, like farm to table, grain to glass, uh, local, sustainable, organic. Right. It sounds good, but what does it really mean? Right. Well, some of them, like organic, for instance, actually has a legal definition. Mm-hmm. So that, that's, uh, that's one thing. The difference between a buzzword and a legal definition is, is something that needs to be clarified. You know, it's just like a reserve wine doesn't mean anything. You can put reserve on anything. But a state wine means something. It means that they control the process from start to finish. So on labels, particularly with alcohol and uh, wine and, beer, uh, and, and spirits, uh, there's no idle space. So some of those terms actually have a legal definition, and it's important for the consumer to know what those are. You know, so organic being one, you have to be certified to be organic. Right. Though I think and, a lot of people abuse that term. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Or, organically sourced. Mm-hmm. I get that all the time. Or we use organic practices. Organically sourced sounds like one of those, like... Uh, inspired by real events yes. in TV series. It's not actually you know based on a true story, but it's inspired by, yes. Funny you mentioned that. There's a major vodka producer just discontinued inspired by small craftsmanship. <laughs> what I does that say, mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm inspired by a lot of things, yeah. but that doesn't mean I do any of them, right? <laughs> so that was hilarious. But that, that's the kind of thing that, that, you, that you, you see. I mean, uh, Tito's Vodka got in trouble for, uh, for, for saying that they're uh, handmade. But all those products are handmade. There's no uh, there's no automated machine doing it. Sure, portions of the uh, of the process are automated, but in general, it's an industrial process, right? Mm-hmm. You're not out there, you know, grinding on a on a on a on a grind mill with your pack mule, right? right? You're using machines to do all of that stuff. So again, it gets into that: what do they mean? Do they mean anything? First of all, and if they do mean something, what do they mean? So, but again, farm to table is one of those that drives me crazy because. If you're eating, you know, corn on a plate, mm-hmm. it comes from a farm. It's not grown on a rooftop in San Francisco, right. right? It's coming from a farm, and you're probably eating it at a table. So, I'm not sure what makes that any different than any other corn. But it sure sounds good. When I see something like that on the website or at the menu on the menu, I just think, oh, this is your justification for charging me thirty, forty dollars more yes. for this dish. Yes. Yeah. Well, some people ask me what's the difference between you know farm to table or 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 that and regular, and I go five dollars. That's what the difference <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so you know some of the things you know the grain to glass does have kind of a a, a little more in depth of a definition because. By and large, and a lot of people don't know this, but a lot of the uh, uh, small batch producers of, of, dis, of, of artisan spirits don't actually make their product. They buy it in bulk mm-hmm. and then li- and manipulate it slightly after the fact and then rebottle it. So there is a difference between making it start to finish, again, i.e. like that estate wine where you're growing it start to finish, you control all the means of production, and buying it somewhere along that road, messing around with it a little bit, and then rebottling it. So that's there. There is a difference there, but again, the farm to table one, uh, I just don't even know what to say to that these days. And does local automatically mean it's better? 
I don't think so, right? I, mean, I think people automatically, oh, well, it's local, so it must be, you know. Right. There are good restaurants in my town, and there are bad restaurants in my town, right. but they're both local. Yeah, exactly. Right? So there's the same thing with producers. The other thing is that sometimes you really have to go, you know, I mean, a, a, a local pineapple, right? Do they grow pineapples around here? Not to I don't my think so, right? No. And if they do, I bet you they don't grow very good ones. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, there are some things where, where yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. And, and I, and, but people also kind of do this almost like a mashup where they start to conflate terms with like organic and local and artisan and all these weird things. And it's difficult for the consumer to understand what does that all mean, right? Mm-hmm. So... I mean, and I I don't have a good answer. The only thing that that the answer to that is is education, right? You have to look at some terms and realize that it does make a difference. You know, like small batch bourbon. That doesn't have a legal definition. Single barrel bourbon does. So small batch just means whatever they want it to mean. Single barrel means it's made in one big barrel, that Mm -hmm. that all that that product comes from that one barrel. So that's very different than 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 a, than whatever small batch means. So that's one of those things that you would look for. You know, straight bourbon versus regular bourbon means something, right? Straight means it's aged four years or more. Regular mm-hmm. bourbon doesn't have to be aged that long, right? And then you've got things like uh, the the difference between distilled gin and just gin. So distilled gin means that they 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 are distilling the botanicals in the spirit. Gin just means that they're steeping the botanicals in the spirit after the fact. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a tea. So that's a big difference. Now, again, does it, if one tastes better to you than the other, does it matter? Mm-hmm. No, but it's important, I think, to understand what those, that terminology means. Well, uh, we had talked uh, in a previous segment about uh, you know, things like gluten-free. You know, um, and I've seen that a lot with uh, some spirits where they're touting the fact that you know, we're, we're gluten-free. I believe Tito's is one of them and right. a few other spirits. Not to be knocking Tito's, which no. is a fine product. <laughs> uh, I enjoy them very much. Um, excellent small batch. Excellent small batch, <laughs> exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, even that, you know, sort of, I guess it makes you feel better when you order it, that it's gluten-free. But the fact of the matter is there are a number of spirits that uh, or brands that are gluten-free that... Uh, it's different. Right. Well, gluten-free, a, a distillation, by the way, is mm-hmm. a process of removing uh, 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 things from, from the, uh, refining the spirit. So the process of distillation actually, scientifically, removes all uh, proteins from the distillate, of which gluten is a protein. So technically speaking, uh, from a scientific standpoint, if, if your product is distilled, Especially to, to eighty proof or above, it's going to be gluten free, whether it was ba- whether it was produced from a gluten grain or not. Now the problem is there's a, lo- a strong lobby that lobbies f- for the other side of it. So they've changed the law recently so that if your product comes from a, a gluten based grain, you can no longer say that. And the best way I've heard it explained is this was a, a very high level biological scientist, and he was asked the question: So what do you what do you think about that? And he about people who say, well, even I get a reaction from distilled spirits. And he says, well, I don't think their beliefs are based in science. Mm -hmm. So that's 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 a scientific fact. So whether or not that remains to be refuted at some point down the road remains to be seen or whether it's a process of belief based, you know, uh, product designation is another. So we'll see what happens with that. Now, what about organic wine? You know, I mean, does that necessarily mean it's going to be a better wine? No, and that's a great point because organic means that you're not going to add sulfites. And the problem is, is that wine 
need to age to to reach their their full uh, potential typically. And so if you don't have sulfites, your wine's not going to age properly. It's just grape juice in a bottle, and grape juice in a bottle goes bad. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so typically in the industry, the, the adage is organic wine bad, organic grapes good, mm-hmm. meaning that growing the fruit organically tends to produce a better tasting grape in many people's opinion, whereas making an organic wine tends to not make a very good wine. Right. So there's then there's also the 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 idea of uh, biodynamics, right? Which a lot of people think of as extra organic. It's not. It's a whole separate thing that's based on the, the beliefs of Rudolf Steiner. Where once you get into it and start understanding what he's talking about, you might have a different opinion about it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people swear by it, you know. And and a lot of great wine is produced that way. And I just did an interview with a wine producer in in Sonoma County who mentioned that their wines are both organic uh, fruit. And biodynamically produced, but they don't put either on the label. And I asked her why, and she said, because people don't understand it. And what that does is it pushes you onto that little shelf off into the corner with a bunch of these other wines that nobody understands either. Mm-hmm. So, again, education is kind of the key, I think. Right. So don't get fooled by the marketing because right. these are marketing terms. I, actually, quick question. I, why wouldn't you be paying more for something that wasn't local? Why wouldn't you be paying? More? I mean, I mean, what shouldn't you be paying more for something that isn't local? You know, you would think, right? right. I mean, because they're ha- having to ship that in from somewhere, right? You know? Like, I remember, it was like a few years ago when there's stuff going on in Mexico and the cost of limes went through the roof. Yes, and suddenly, you know, you should be, you know, the, the prices were reflected of, you know, that situation. Well, again, you know, when when I hear those team terms like a uh, uh, farm to table, I just think of, uh, you know, that's that's just going to add an extra cost, mm-hmm. right? When people ask me, what's that mean? I say it means $5 more, and that's right. what that means, right? I, and the other thing is, you know, these things aren't regulated. So, you know, I there's a little guy who sells uh, uh, apples by the side of the road by my house, and it says, you know, locally locally sourced. But I noticed that the crates that he has them in are the crates from Costco. <laughs> and I thought, well, okay, you're sourcing them locally, yeah. But I don't think they are, right. and I'm not so sure that's what the meaning of that term is. So sourced from a local Costco, right? Oh, okay. So you know, you, ha- you and, and again, it's <laughs> ca- you know, buyer beware, caveat emptor, right? I mean, you have to be aware of what the terminology means, if in fact it means anything at all. So I, I, I think the ba- the bottom line is, you know, educate yourself, mm-hmm. learn a little bit, look at the label, ask some questions, figure out what what those meanings mean, and whether they're important to you. But the one thing you don't want to do is trust me. By the time you've heard a term like farm to table or grain to glass, I've, in the restaurant business, have heard it a thousand times already. So by the time it becomes trendy, it's already on the back, back nine. And so you're not, you're not cutting edge or new. So keep that in mind. So there might, you know, when, 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 when you say that, there might be a little inner eye roll going on with the bartender or the server. <laughs> Please join us next week when Kevin and I discuss Cavite Emptor, Buyer Beware, what to look out for in the service business from both the consumer side and the service side. My name is Jeff Burkhart. Thanks for listening. I would go home with you, but I'm all-